If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. Hello, everyone. Thank you for stopping by and listening in to the Hoarding Solution podcast. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Annette Marie Wittenberger, and she has a company called A Wild Ride Called Life. And she is also the host of the Truths We Hide podcast. She is a retired Army veteran and a fellow lady veteran, and I'm happy to have her here with us today. Thanks, Tammy. I'm, you know, I was a little nervous because I'm going to tell some parts of my life that I haven't discussed before, but I, I want to thank you for providing this type of space because this is something that I don't think a lot of us talk about. Well, thank you. And I know it takes a lot of courage to get out of our comfort zones and talk about the hard stuff, you know? So thank you for being here. Absolutely. Uh, Tell us a little bit about you and kind of how you you got on your entrepreneurial path. So, like you said, I am a, I'm, I'm a retired Army vet. I actually hit four years in November, November 1st. I can't even believe it's been four years. But I am also a mom to a college junior and a high school senior now and a military spouse of, um, oh, gosh, 22 years. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> A lot of stories in that lifetime, but I think the one that I was really afraid to talk about for the longest time, decades, was that I was suffering and I used uh, several different coping mechanisms that I thought was going to work, but it was really just a temporary fix to um, the hidden, the invisible wounds that I had discovered later on in my life. And one of them was hoarding some stuff mm. <laughs> that way but just to backtrack a little bit so because I was suffering I didn't realize I didn't really know what I, I didn't know how to handle the the depression and the anxiety and the PTSD and I used in 2016 that when when I finally discovered that I what just really didn't want to be here anymore I used writing as a as one of the methods and a couple of phone calls to friends and peers to finally realize that I wasn't alone. And that's when I, you know, I thought, well, so how am I going to get out of this? Because if I don't, I'm not going to make it. And eventually I created a wild ride called life, which was really only supposed to be a blog. And if you guys go see the website, it turned out to be much more than that. And I never would have ever fathom it being where it's at now and what was supposed to share my story to help others is now giving people the space to share their own. And that's where the truth we hide podcast came out of was not just giving veterans that space, but every, anyone off the street really, because there's so many of us who struggle that we don't know how to talk about it. And so I thought it was really important to create that platform the no judgment free zone platform to have people talk about anything and everything that they've struggled with and then how they overcame it. So that's where we're at today. I, um, but yes, so I, I just, you know, like I told you before, I had to thank you for, for creating this space because hoarding, you know, I don't know where I learned it from. <laughs> I think my mom was a pack rat. 
I don't know if it happened before her, but um, I finally realized within this past year, really, really realized that I was, I purchased things at to to make my help myself happy in the moment, and I started to realize even with my daughter, she's you know she goes to school in Texas, but she she started having these um depressive moments and she would use food or sleeping as a way to try to make herself happy in the moment and I think that's when it really really hit me that oh my gosh what kind of example am I setting for my kids like I can't show them that materialistic things are going to make you happy there's got to be something else deeper in, in ourselves and that's when I really started peeling back the layers that all this crap I have in my house, do I really need it? And why did I buy it? It was like impulse buys, constant impulse buys. And I'm looking around my room right now going, okay, I've gotten rid of so many hundreds of dollars of clothes that I mm. never even wore this past year and the year before because it was an impulse buy. It was a, I want to feel pretty. But I didn't even wear it. And I can be pretty without it. <laughs> I mean, like, it, so it was clothes and it was shoes and it was, it was furniture, but I stopped that because there's no more room. Um, it just, it was just little things like that that I was so embarrassed to say anything because, I mean, even my husband would say something like, so you can't take up three closets. And, you know, the houses in Virginia, they're small. The closets are very small. But I really couldn't use that as an excuse of why I need to fill each one. So I've slowly been working towards really... I need to find my my own happy, my own inner peace. Like, what, what was it I was struggling with? And, you know, my my parents divorced when I was six. So that I never really, I guess I just live life. It was just a thing. My parents got divorced. We switched weekends with my dad. It was just, that just was our life. And then later on it was involving, getting involved in a, in a relationship where the guy was verbally abusive. And why did I try so hard to stay with him? because my dad wasn't there. So it was just all these things and I replaced it with materialistic things. So I have a lot of shit in my house and now I really, I know why. Well, and that, and <laughs> you've been through so many things and a lot of times it's because we haven't processed what happened, you know, and we, we find ways to cope just based on what we've seen or what we think might work. And Honestly, I'm looking at some of the boxes in my office and the fact that I'm down to just boxes now of writing is great because I've been writing since I was 13, you know, but some of it, who cares? But if you're looking at your history and trying to figure things out, sometimes that writing piece can come in handy. But if it's not organized, how beneficial is it for anybody? And I know that some of the stuff just gets shoved aside because you get busy. And if you look at it, that means you have to look at the emotional part too. 
And I know that that's why a lot of us avoid dealing with any of our things because of that emotional, emotional piece that goes along with whatever was happening during that time. No, it, that that's true. And I, I didn't want to deal with it. I, I got my anxiety levels just skyrocketed. I couldn't be in that storage room because I kept looking at stuff and I'm like, I don't know how to get rid of it. Where am I going to get rid of it? Where is it going to go? And I was trying to shove it into places in the house to make, to, to see if it, I could still keep it. And it was just, it was so, I'm even getting anxious right now. I'm like, it's just so much and I can't, I can't stand it. And, and when people start making comments about it, like, well, are you going to go work in the storage room? I would just go straight to Netflix and be like, I don't want to do, I can't deal with it right now. I can't, I can't do it. And so it, it's, it's been hard because I, that means that I really had to think about it and do something about it. And I just wasn't ready. And so it's, it's, it's um, a challenge because I, I pour myself into my work knowing that downstairs there's a bunch of boxes that need to go and I'll get there, but it, it does take time. It's, it's a difficult process and you know, I just, it, well, it is hard. It is a really difficult process and it, I, I look at it like it took time for it to get there and it, going to take time to reduce it and I think that most people I talk to talk about being overwhelmed by some aspect of this and I totally understand why I mean I have I get it you walk in you're like well there's just too much I can't deal with this right now and I think a lot of people will well what I will suggest is you know take one box from that room and take it somewhere else and yeah. sort it instead of being totally overwhelmed in that space because it just feels like you're on a wheel and you never get anywhere. And I, I have started to do that as well, where I'm like, okay, well, I need to deal with this whatever out of my closet or this box and just do one thing at a time and celebrate, <laughs> celebrate your accomplishment when you have gone through a box or a bag or celebrate when you have that bag of clothes ready to go out the door, you know? And I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for the progress we make because other people might not see it as progress yet. You know how much like emotion you processed while you went through it that day. Right. No, you're so right. And I do actually believe in that taking the box away from that area, take it somewhere else. Cause I actually did that. It's been like a few months now. I brought it upstairs away from it all. And I actually got rid of a lot of stuff that way. So instead of staying in that space that gave me anxiety, I took it away to have a whole different feeling and it did in my room and I was able to lay it all out and go, okay, I haven't seen this in 10 years, so why do I still have it? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so courageous to do that, to, to one, acknowledge that, hey, this isn't working for me, and two, hey, I'm going to deal with it and figure out, you know, how you're going to deal with it. And um, it's, I think it's why so many people stay stuck in their situation because 
one, you don't acknowledge you have a problem. And two, even if you do, you're like, I don't know how to fix it. And if you can figure out how to make it work for you, like you're saying, take it to another space, being able to, especially, I think we're very visual. A lot of people are very visual. And so I think it really helps you to have a space where you can pull it out, lay it out. And also if you're able to go through it on your own time, uh, instead of someone telling you this has to be fixed, you know, by Tuesday, um, you have a little more time to process it as you need. And then just keep it very simple. I just do like keep, donate, discard. Granted, you may have to split that up into other um, things, but if, if you start with something simple, then it's not as, I think it's less overwhelming. And um, I have a friend that calls herself Client Zero, uh, Michelle Evans, and I kind of have adopted that too. Like, well, I'm going to talk about this, but how does this work in real life, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think as you and I have discovered in real life, <laughs> isn't always pretty, but it can be dealt with if we're facing it head on. Right. No, you're, you're right. It, it just, it, it takes time. And I've even, you know, even with my clothes situation, because that for some reason that always, it was my temporary happy, happy feeling. I, I actually had a friend, she's a wardrobe stylist, Elizabeth Goad Fisher, and she actually came over to help me because I just couldn't get rid of the stuff. And so we would go through my closet and I had the three second rule and it works because now, you know, I only, she, she had this rule. If you can't wear that one piece three ways, then don't keep it. Like if you can only wear it that one way, then it's not any use to you. So now that's my mentality. So when I, if I buy something, I know that, okay, th why do I need this? And can I wear it a few different ways? Can I make it a staple piece? And anything else I look through, I haven't even touched, it goes. And I, and I feel so much better. I like donating to causes like the women's shelter or when I was in Louisiana it was a teen pregnancy center or here we have green dot purple heart stuff like that I love donating to those organizations and I feel so much better knowing that it went somewhere that people really need it and so that's gratifying to me but during these times where COVID is just taking over the world and shelters aren't taking clothes I feel so stuck like I don't want to just throw it away. It needs to go somewhere where it's going to be appreciated. And that's, I get anxiety about that. And I don't know why, but it's, it's hard. So I, I do, I, I have learned to feel better about donating, but I really, it, it's got to go somewhere where people really, really need it. And it's COVID. It just sucks. And it's, it, and it's really hard because like I had a, like two boxes of stuff by my front door for like two months because no one was taking anything. And I'm like, okay, I'm really sick of looking at this stuff in my, you know, it's ready to go because I did the closet thing and I need to do it again. But I mean, it's like, okay. And eventually they kind of opened up a little bit so you could donate some of the clothes. But, and I think honestly, underneath it it's uh, people really we do want to share what we have and so 
And especially if it's good condition, you know these causes could use it. I mean, it's really disheartening, I think, when you've actually made, done all the work with the decisions, and now you're still stuck looking at it. And then you're like, did I really want to get rid of it? No. And that's the thing. I guess I can guess it. Once it goes in the pile, it's gone. I can go, well, maybe I can use this later. No. No, Annette. It's time. I'm about to drive to another state to donate this. I'm about. I'm close to Maryland, so I might be taking a trip because it needs to go. It really needs to go. And when you've reached that point, it's like, okay, I've decided, like, this is it. This stuff needs to leave. And even now, like, as I'm going through my day or uh, things, I'm like, why do I have this? I don't, I don't even like this, you know? Or like you're saying, can I wear this a multitude of ways, you know? Can I do other things with it? Or am I only stuck with this one, one aspect, you know? Can I use this in, in additional ways so that maybe I don't need to buy three things? I could buy one thing and then use it different ways. And something you would mention about the stylist piece is I think a lot of us buy stuff because it's pretty or we like it, but then we wear it and you're like, well, this is itchy. It doesn't fit right. But because I bought it and it's pretty, I keep it. Right. And instead of I'm, I feel like I'm getting old now where I'm like, I want to put my clothes on and I want them to stay put. I don't want to pull and push and pin and worry about the cleavage. You know, I just want it to stay put. And mm -hmm. if my clothes can't do that, I don't want them. But still, you're like, well, I spent money on this. So why should I get rid of it? <laughs> it's a struggle. It is such a struggle, but... It's true. That's real. That's real life. And sometimes I have to say, okay, you know what? That looks good on the hanger. It's not meant for me. I can't, I should not be wearing that. I so look at clothes like that. And I think I know someone that would look good on, but it's not me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I, I just, you know, and, and I think also, like, when I, I see pictures of when I was younger, and I'm like, oh, I didn't look too bad then. I didn't know that, you know? <laughs> and and now it's like, okay, I'm older and I don't look that way anymore. But <laughs> um, we don't appreciate it, I think, in the moment. You know, we don't appreciate where we're at sometimes. And I think that's why we're always trying to to fill it, fill the void, whatever is going on, you know? Oh, you, yes, you're so right. I, I wish I would have appreciated myself back in high school or in college because I'm not getting back to that size <laughs> anytime soon. It's not going to happen. And you know what? I'm okay with it. That's it. I mean, this is, this is me. So love it or leave it. <laughs> And, and honestly, I think it's that level of acceptance that helps us power through some of our other issues when you, when you realize, you know, this is it and um, that's it. Like, take it or leave it, be here or don't, but here, here I am. And 
I, I think it's a self-worth thing, you know, where we don't realize our value uh, early on. It takes a lot of struggle, I think, to realize that maybe you're okay. Maybe you don't walk around saying, I'm awesome, but right. I'm okay. And when you go through trauma, I mean, divorce when your parent, you know, when you're young, your parents divorce, you go through your own transitions and things later. And there's a lot of trauma underneath a lot of these things. And I think it's a misunderstood aspect of, of stuff is what are the humans dealing with underneath all this? Right. No, it is, you know, and this is definitely, I mean, I, I, I've never talked about it before because I guess I just didn't want to, I didn't want to think about it. I, I suppressed it. It was one of those many feelings I suppressed and just didn't want to deal with it because it's, it, it's, again, it's that stigma, that stigma that people are already thinking of, oh my gosh, she has a lot of stuff. But do you know why? <laughs> but yeah, it's one day at a time, I think. And that's all we can do with everything. It's just one day at a time. And that's all, all we have, you know, well, like tomorrow isn't promised. And it, I think when we start to realize how much we can be in the moment and how much, how valuable it is, I mean, it's been almost a year since we were in DC and I look at that moment. I had this feeling like I need to get there and I didn't know how I was going to piece it all together, but I did. And thank God, because now look where we all are. Those connections are strong. Thankfully we got out of our comfort comfort zones and went there. But a year later you're looking at it going, I, it wouldn't happen this year, you know, and if we hadn't seized that moment, would we have these connections now, you know, would they be as strong as they are? And I just think back on all the times where if I had known that that was it, I would have enjoyed it more. I know. <laughs> or I would have tried to find a way to like savor it, I think. And I think that's, for me, one of the lessons coming out of this is to savor, savor that moment, that connection, that person, you know, be, put your phone down. <laughs> that is so true. And I have to be, I have to remind myself of that. of trying to be, stay present in the moment in, yeah, put the phone down. I have to do that. And, and it's hard because we work, you know, we work either off a laptop, iPad or phone. And so we have to tell ourselves, okay, you know what? Eight o'clock done. <laughs> it needs to be silent until tomorrow. Otherwise we'll just keep, we'll just keep being on it. And I think that's what technology can be good and it can be bad. And we... I, yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. A lot of times, like I'm super happy for the connections that I can have with people around the world. But like you're saying, at some point I need to shut it off or shut my brain off and and actually be on date night, you know, and not talk about business and whatever, you know, actually like shut up about it because, <laughs> and that's hard. <laughs> it is, 
you know, and, but like you said, we just, we don't know what's going to, what tomorrow's going to bring. And, and I think that didn't really, re- I, I never really fully understood that until I was, my daughter and I were in the car accident in, I, I think that's when I finally saw the signs that it, I, I believe and not, not everybody does, but uh, where I, I saw the signs that God was trying to give to me so many times in my life and I kept ignoring it. Like I've got this, I don't need to pray or I don't need to do this or whatever. It, and it, it, it hit me really hard thinking that, Oh my God, like I need to really, I need to wake the hell up and I need to stop boohooing and feeling sorry for myself and do the things that I want to do. And not just for, I think we talked about this before too, not just for the money, but to, for our own self-healing journey and to help other people because I wasn't doing that before it was, I was kind of half-assing it and I was like, okay, yeah, I don't know who's going to care and I'll do it when I do it. But after that moment, I was shooken up and I was like, okay, I hear you. This is it. I need to really pay attention to life right now because I almost lost it. And it's, it's sad that it took that for me. And sometimes, you know, I'm not saying people need to go through dramatic things to, to wake up, but you need to think about stuff like that. Like what if something happened? Did you, did you were you present in the moment? Did you focus on the things that you should have? Did you take advantage of the things that you should have? Did you appreciate the little things? It's, it's stuff like that. And that was, uh, was that a couple years ago now? I that think tomorrow, yeah. two years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, you know, it just, it just makes you think and, and, that's why I, I think I just tried to really think I just really want to help other people get out of their, their funk, you know, as well as take my own advice on it too. It's so hard because practicing what we preach is so hard to do. I will help anyone a hundred percent, but when it comes to me, I'm like, I'll be all right tomorrow. <laughs> and that. that's so true. Like we, we give so much of ourselves away to other people. Yeah. When it comes to ourselves, we're like, um, yeah. I'm in this other group where they're like, well, why don't you tell us what you need? I'm like, I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not sure like what I need. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you tell me what I need? Because <laughs> Yes, exactly. But <laughs> the wake up calls, like, I feel like, I used to always hear like you can either learn by observing or learn by doing and experiencing. And Mm -hmm. I'd like to think I learned a lot by observing, obviously Mm -hmm. not enough because I had to experience it as well. And I kind of call it the two by four method. I need it a few times across the head before I get the message and things like you're saying, like the, the accident that you think God survived and are here today to share your message. I mean, sometimes it takes that level of a wake-up call, which is kind of scary if you think about it. Yeah. Not everyone makes it through the wake-up. 
right. you know, and um, if you do and you navigate that, what a way to share hope with others. Yes. And see what just yesterday we were having a discussion with my daughter. She's, she was going through a, a relationship crisis and my husband had a reminder. Okay. So your life is not in shambles. You're just, you're heartbroken. You're sad. You're crying, but you really need to think about your life could really be worse. You're going to be okay. This is just one hurdle you have to get over. But it, when we're in our Oh, she's going to be 20. When we're 19, 20, we think the world's going to end, right? Because we're just like, mm -hmm. oh my God, my heart hurts. But we have to keep reminding her that it's going to be okay. I'm telling you because I went through that. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> me, but you know, we don't listen to our parents because we don't think they ever understand. So, it, and so I try to think about that too. Okay. Yes. Sometimes life sucks, but it could totally be worse. Like it really could. And I hate to think about stuff like that, but, but it's true. Like I have a roof over my head. I'm able to talk to people. I've got, you know, a couple things going on. I'm just here. I'm here and I need to appreciate that. Everything else takes steps. You know, it's just a process, but some people don't get these opportunities. You know, not everybody gets to have this. So we just need to really appreciate the little things. Like seriously, we need to, and it, and it sounds cliche and everybody says it, but you, you kind of really do because I mean, a year ago, you know, I had just gotten off my cane. Mm. Um, I, I don't, you know, and it's just, it's just those little things. So for everybody that's listening, appreciate the little things. I mean it, I mean it. <laughs> And listen to, to Annette, people. I mean, when you know all her story and all she has come through to be here, you know, that, and you know, and actually I want to tap into that, that mobility piece. If you don't have mobility, physical mobility, it's really difficult to navigate anything. And it was in March, I had a real issue with my back and I didn't appreciate how much I did until I couldn't do it and I mean and being able to move through all the things you have to do to rehabilitate to get to a cane and then to be able to move away from it I mean that's huge that's a momentous event that maybe when your injury started you didn't think you'd get to you know like maybe you didn't even have hope that that was a possibility and then boom, there you are with your mobility intact again. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is. We, we don't, we don't appreciate it. I, you know, I, I hated running. I hated getting up. <laughs> I hated all these things. Cause you know, we did it for so long in the military, but then I started to think, Oh my gosh, the doctor said I might not be able to ever run again. Mm. And I was really upset. And I'm laughing. Well, I wasn't laughing, but I was thinking, man, I hated running. But man, if you told me I'm never going to be able to run again, that's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need to run again. And so the other day I announced it on Facebook because it was huge for me. I ran 200 meters and I was like, oh my God, 200 meters is 200 meters. It's not a mile, but you know what? I ran 
200 meters. It was slow, but I did it. And so we, it's all those little things you don't think about. And, you know, being able to walk four miles slowly, but whatever, I still walk four miles. That's huge for me. And mm-hmm. things that I never, I didn't think I was going to do two years ago, you know, because it went from wheelchair to to walker and then to cane. And I just, it's all those things I didn't appreciate. I, I took it for granted until we couldn't do it. And what an amazing journey for you to have gone through all that you know and to be willing to talk about the journey and share it and help other people share their own i mean it when you start providing that space for people it's pretty amazing what comes up sometimes you know <laughs> i i just know how it was not being able to feel like could i could talk to many people about what you know my struggles i know mm-hmm. how to not be able to do that so now that i'm late 40s i'm like you know what this is this is some crap we need to be able to talk about it without feeling like we're going to be judged about it so that's why i've surrounded myself with people like you that want to help with the positivity and the motivation and they're not judging you know and I think we spent too many years as a teen in their 20s being around people who were so judgy so (laughs) judgy it's a great word and (laughs) and it's and it's horrible like what not only was I judging myself but who else was I judging you know like at what point did I decide I was, you know, the person that needed to be in charge of judgment? Right. <laughs> right. And so, you know, then I teach my kids, don't judge a book by its cover. And you need to, you know, be cognizant of what people are feeling and what their background is. But here I am, you know, so I'm like, I need to freaking listen to myself because I don't want to be that person. And I'm too old for this shit. So, you know, it's time to, it's time to put off that positivity and, and receive it back. Like we don't have time to be surrounded by people who are looking down at us for dealing with depression or hoarding or whatever the case is. We need to have people that are going to be like, you know what? I'm here for you. Just, you need somewhere to vent. You need somewhere to cry. You need somewhere to somebody, please come over and help me deal with my crap. You know, I, I need people like that in my life. Exactly. And we need to surround ourselves with people that are in our corner. And um, I think that 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 is something that really uh, is important. And I, and I also later forties didn't figure it out till about, you know, a couple years ago that, that it really makes a difference as to your quality of life, depending on who you have around you. And if they're, supportive or or not it makes a big difference in how you move forward so um i think it's really valuable to find those right people that you can be honest with and get support them but also be supported and i think it's one of the joys of getting older is figuring that out You're right. You're right. But, and I think it goes back to that worth, the self-worth you were talking about. I am finally now able to 
to realize that I'm I'm worth something. You know, no one's going to bring me down and make me feel any less because of whatever I'm dealing with. You know, I, I, I've chosen to speak out about it and not many people do and they don't believe that I should announce it all over the world. But if I want to do that and I'm helping other people too, then then you know what? Stick around if you want. If you don't, then that's cool. But this is me and I'm finally able to say it. You know, whereas before I was like, no, I'm fine. I don't need anybody's help. I'm happy. I'll just go buy clothes. (laughs) (laughs) And so you, you've come a long way on your journey to, to be here. And I appreciate you being so honest and vulnerable because I know it's not, not an easy thing to step into and do. And so thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Tammy. Seriously, I'm so glad we're friends. I'm so glad that we got to meet when we could meet in person and just be with people that are supportive and are on the journey too. And I know even in a short period of time, a lot of us have gone through a lot of transitions even since the time we met. And so uh, it so helps to know the people are in your corner. And I know you've been going gangbusters with your podcast and your consulting and your sponsored, you know, uh, you just have all kinds of stuff happening. So how do people reach you? What's the best way for for people <laughs> to say, hey, Annette, how's it going? Hey, I'm constantly updating my website. So please go there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> always uh a wild ride called life.com or you can email me a wild ride call life at gmail.com well thank you so much for being here today and for just sharing your story and journey and encouraging people to to face their issues head on like that's the only way we can move forward so um Thank you for being here. And I encourage everyone to check out um, what Annette's doing at a wild ride called life.com. And how many podcast episodes have you recorded now? It's uh, just published 59 officially today. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Working your way forward. It's amazing. Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm so glad we're connected and um, we will have to keep it keep going to see what's happening with each other yes absolutely if you or a loved one has a hoarding problem let's work together on a solution 